What is up, podcast fam? It's your boy. It's your homie. It is your professor at Thrive University. And I am super stoked for today's show because a lot of you have been hitting me up after my week-long journey in Mexico where I had three ayahuasca ceremonies among many other beautiful rituals and exercises for deep connection, self-love, and human expansion. So the intention for today's episode is to really share from such a heart-centered, authentic place my experience in Mexico, some of the takeaways I had, some of the really powerful recollections I had, some of the really significant takeaways that I am integrating into my life. And I'm excited to just share this with you because by me sharing this with you, I'm also helping myself integrate and heal. And it's so important to understand that whenever you are going to do or experiment or even consider ingesting or partaking in any of these plant medicines, which are so, so sacred, you know, these include psilocybin, which just got legalized in the state of Oregon. Let's go. Uh, but this includes anything. And what I love is our shaman, our plant medicine team in Mexico, preached that life is a ceremony. And yes, these plant medicines are so sacred and they need to be treated with respect and a lot of intention. So I just wanna preface this episode by saying what made this journey so special was that the program that I went with called One Heart Journeys, had a full integration and preparation process before we even embarked on the journey. So for one month before, we were in a WhatsApp group, we were connecting on Zoom calls, and we were given a lot of intention-setting exercises to really get clear with what we wanted to gain from this experience. And once you're able to gain that clarity and you're able to put that intention out in the universe, you're going to have a much more meaningful experience with the medicine. So not only did we do a bunch of intention setting and, and uh, getting to know one another in the group, but we also were very strict with our dieta, right? Because this plant medicine, ayahuasca, is very sacred and it doesn't mix well if you have alcohol, caffeine, and other toxic things in your system. So it was really beautiful to cleanse and purify our souls and, and really uh, detoxify any things that didn't synergize, that didn't uh, align, that didn't operate at this same frequency. So it was beautiful to go through that process. And, you know, I've done ayahuasca before uh, a couple years ago in Peru. And I spoke about that experience a few times. So I definitely encourage you to listen to last week's episode where I give a preview 
of this ayahuasca journey. So anytime I go into plant medicine, especially ayahuasca, there's a little bit of fear because this medicine is powerful and it's very, very sacred, as I mentioned. And while I have done it before, every single experience sitting with ayahuasca is different. It's unique. It's transformational. And while I had done a lot of preparation for this journey, there's still a little bit of anxiety and fear and all of those things going in. So it's really important, again, to remember that all of these intentions go a long way. However, the medicine gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want. So again, I really encourage you to go back a couple weeks to the episode uh, where I talk about my preparation for the journey and I go deeper into what ayahuasca actually is, the chemical components that make it so powerful and strong. Now, biggest takeaway from the first ceremony. Again, I'm going to give you a briefing of all three ceremonies. Okay. The first ceremony that we had, again, this is at a beautiful location in the jungle in Mexico, about 45 minutes outside of Cancun. And I'll link to the site of the program I went with. Again, hit me up if you have any questions and details. Okay. So the night before our first ceremony, our first night we got there, actually, we had a dinner with our small groups. So there's about 40 people on the trip in total. And we split up into four groups of 10. And those were basically our breakout groups where we had lunch with each other each day. And we shared a different topic. We shared our experiences and really were there to support each other. And it was beautiful getting to know these people on such an intimate level and watching them break through these barriers, break through these limiting beliefs that have been held, holding them back for decades. And what's also so cool uh, about, about the program is that it was designed for high-level executives and entrepreneurs. So all of the people on this trip are doing really cool shit with their lives, whether they're an ER doctor, whether they are a high-level executive and CEO for a Fortune 500 company. There's so many cool, powerful leaders on this trip, and it was beautiful to be able to connect with these people in such a safe and vulnerable environment. So let me just mention that first. It was so healing just to give each other hugs and not have to wear masks. And we did get tested before we left and we got tested first thing when we arrived to make sure that everyone was safe and the environment was suitable to be intimate and to share all of that love over the course of the week. So again, I interrupted myself, but back to that initial dinner, we as a group shared with each other, hey, what was a powerful memory from your childhood, a powerful experience from your childhood that has helped shape you into the person that you are today? And I was going to share something that I've shared before about uh, my dad, but I ended up 
sharing something different at the last minute, something that I actually never verbally have communicated before. And what that thing was, was when I was 13 years old, uh, my brother, my only brother, five years older than me, uh, so he was 18 at the time. I remember he picked me up from basketball camp uh, in the summer. And I remember he just smelled like weed. And I didn't really know what weed was, but I knew what it smelled like. And I just remember from that moment when he was 18 and I was 13 and I was about to enter the ninth grade, I believe. I never really saw my brother much. After that, he continued to go down that spiral of drugs, of alcohol, and I kind of internalized everything. I never really understood or comprehended how that impacted me, how losing, you know, my best friend, the person I looked up to, my only brother at a young age, at a pivotal point in my life, had on my psyche, on my mental health, on my capacity to ask for support. So subconsciously, what that experience did was it held me back from building deep and meaningful relationships. It also held me back from asking for support when I needed it. And I know the pain and suffering that all of those instances with my brother caused my parents. And the last thing I wanted to do was be the source of any pain, any stress. So if there was a challenge I was experiencing, I rarely, rarely communicated it because I didn't want to add any distress or tension to people that I love very much. Uh, one of the narratives I told myself, you know, these last couple of years is that I lack deep and meaningful relationships. So this was so fresh in my mind going into the first ceremony the following night was that I had this experience take place and it may have been the cause for my perception of lacking deep and meaningful relationships. So of course, Mother Ayahuasca, Grandmother Ayahuasca, she is so intelligent. So this first ceremony, the medicine was actually heavily diluted, so it wasn't as potent as Ayahuasca typically is. However, I had a really transformational experience. I was literally bombarded with memories from my childhood, so, so vivid, literally from preschool, kindergarten, every phase of my life. And I was able to get these vivid images of my groups of friends over the course of the years. You know, I was able to recall every single person from my sixth grade basketball teams, first and last name. Kids that I haven't thought about in 15 years. It was fucking wild. It was bizarre. And it got to the point where I could literally direct myself to recall crazy, intricate, detailed memories. So I was thinking about my cross-country trip when I moved from California to Miami in every single stop that I made along the way in Austin, Texas, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in different people that I connected with in each journey I've been on. And I realized through all of these experiences that 
I've always had great friends, great support systems. Even if it was just traveling overseas for a week, I've always been able to connect with great people. And the common, the, the, sorry, the common denominator of why these relationships maybe haven't flourished the way I wanted them to was because I was afraid to get hurt, to get abandoned the way that I was abandoned by my brother when I was 13 years old. And I never, ever had put those two together before this experience. So it was so crazy. The next day, the next morning, actually, it was that same night after that first journey with Aya, I put pen to paper and I literally wrote down all of these people's names from my life. And I started leaving some voice notes, some text messages, and just letting them know that I appreciated them and that I apologized for neglecting our relationship. And it was really profound for me because, again, this was a narrative I'd been telling myself that I'm unsupported and that I'm lacking these deep, meaningful relationships. And I realized, like, it's me. It's me being scared, having fear of being hurt and really putting a shield up, which I was not aware of before. And I'm so excited for this divine download because now I'm able to show up in a more powerful way. I'm able to be more self-aware of how I operate in different relationships. And I'm committed to being a better friend, a com committed to being a better son, a committed, I'm committed to being a better coach. I'm committed to being a better creative. I'm committed to being a greater human being in all capacities. So that was day one. That was experience one. Then our second ceremony, which we did the next night. Now it's really important to understand that there's a lot of different places you can do ayahuasca. It's become very commercialized, but really the most powerful experiences are when you have multiple ceremonies, ideally three, because every time you do the medicine, you build a deeper relationship with it. And each journey you do builds on the previous journey. So you're able to break through more because a lot of times if you only do one, it's like you get a couple powerful messages or divine downloads, but there's a lot of uncertainty still. There's still a lot to be unpacked. So it's really important that if you decide that you wanna do this medicine, to really respect it and do it in an intentional way because listen, you can, find ayahuasca, you know, and do a one night ceremony, but you're not cleansing yourself. You're not respecting the medicine and you're not going to have as meaningful of an experience. So going into the second ceremony, before the actual ceremony, we did this powerful self-love exercise. I'm not going to go into the details um, in case you go on the program, which I highly, highly encourage you to. Um, but basically, I realized another narrative of my life. I realized that I have a very hard time receiving. I have a very tough time receiving positive feedback, compliments, love, Maybe you can relate. Yo, 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 I am sorry for interrupting today's show, but 
Are you ready to take your movement, mindset, and nutrition to the next level? Well, if you answered yes, I have great fucking news. I am accepting applications for my 12-week one-on-one coaching program called Thrive. And this program is unlike anything you've ever experienced. You get daily one-on-one access with me. You're going to have my personal number. I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to call you out on your shit. But here's the thing. Only apply if you are ready to invest in yourself. This program is not for everyone. I only work with five students at a time. So if you're interested, DM me the word thrive on Instagram at Coach Jeremy 305. DM me the word thrive at Coach Jeremy 305 right now. Now let's get back to the show. When's the last time you got a compliment and actually accepted it with grace? Or did you try to brush it off or act uncomfortable? And I realized that I rarely acknowledge myself. I rarely am able to receive compliments or positive feedback and actually let it sink in and be like, oh my God, that is powerful. I am actually making an impact. Instead, I generally focus on my shortcomings, what I need to do better, what I need to improve. So this was before the second ceremony. I really got that divine download of, wow, I have trouble receiving, but it feels so good to actually receive fully and let it sink in authentically and let it penetrate your soul. If someone gives you a compliment, it's you're doing them a huge disservice by brushing it off. Understand that by accepting that and acknowledging that, you're not only acknowledging yourself, but you're acknowledging the person who gave you that feedback. It's insulting if you just brush it off. They're giving you that compliment for a reason. So going into that second ceremony, I had a feeling this was going to show up in a powerful way. And I realized that, again, I had trouble receiving. So I brought in a pillow cover with my grandma, with my brother, with myself on the cover. And I just wanted to have that like level of safety. And by the way, I know I'm going off on crazy tangents right now, but my mantra during this week, because I wanted to maintain a level of surrender. This is the most important element when doing a plant medicine is this element of surrender. And so many people, especially men, we have trouble letting go. We want to be in control, but understand you're not going to have the full experience with this potent medicine. If you're constantly trying to control and manipulate the situation, you need to be able to let go, trust and surrender. And what I was saying to myself was, I am safe. I am supported, I am loved, I surrender. And I was constantly returning back to this mantra. I am safe, I am supported, I am loved, I surrender. And if I found myself 
resisting or trying to control or guide the situation and experience, I quickly caught myself and repeated this mantra and focused on my breath. And that was super, super helpful during the course of this week. So that second ceremony was extremely powerful. Uh, that pillow that I mentioned to you, I actually had the visualization that it was my child. So it went from my grandma. So it went from my grandma holding me like I was the pillow and she was rocking me and singing to me. And it transformed to me being the holder and the pillow being my daughter. And what's so funny about this is because I've thought about parenting a lot and being a dad and how I'm really excited for that opportunity in that moment in time. And I've never, never not once pictured myself having a daughter. And uh, this was the first time where the visualization of me holding my daughter and rocking her and singing to her came to fruition. And that was powerful because I feel like so many people, especially women, have emotional distress from men in their life, whether that's their father, whether that's from a past relationship in the form of abuse or neglect. And I feel like I have the opportunity to embody this divine masculine that holds space and provides safety for women. And it was beautiful to see, oh my goodness, I have this beautiful little girl in my arms. How do I want to show up in the world? What world do I want to bring her into? So it made me think about that. And I gained a lot of clarity on my vision, on my core values, on how I want to show up in the world. And it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. And in that same experience, uh, there's like a statue at the entrance of the sanctuary where we sat ceremony. And at one point I stood up and I was just walking around. Now keep in mind, the first two ceremonies are at night. It's dark. Um, and you're really on your own inner journey. And I got up just to kind of move my body. Um, and, and there's a statue and I went to the statue and it was like a perfect representation of my grandma, which if you remember was on my pillow case that I brought to the ceremony. And one of the things that I've never shared before was that, you know, my grandma and I were extremely close and she lived with me. She lived with our family like the last couple years of her life. Um, and she was about 91 when she passed and I was 16 years old. And I remember on a Saturday night, being a junior in high school. And I remember coming back one night after being at a friend's house, like playing beer pong, drinking, partying. And I remember my dad waiting downstairs for me and he delivered the news that my grandma had passed. And I remember just being in disbelief and shock and guilt. Oh my gosh, how could I be drunk when I was delivered this information. And I felt this level of guilt and shame about that situation. Um, so having this moment with my grandma who manifested in this beautiful statue was incredible. 
Um, literally it was like the perfect representation of my grandma. She was sat up like really proud, really tall. She had a smile on her face and I literally was like caressing her and massaging her and just telling her how much I loved her and how special she was and how courageous she was. And it was like a moment of closure that I had with her that I feel like I didn't have previous to that. Um, so that was really beautiful, that experience. And then at the end of the ceremony, that second ceremony, just let it out. We just danced our faces off. Me and a couple of the other people um, on the journey with me. Uh, some people were still in their journey, but the shaman, um, shout out Herbert and the amazing medicine team. They are playing Icaros, which are these different, um, meta, uh, they're these different divine musical uh, songs and chants that are meant to invoke certain spirits and release certain traumas. So having that experience, um, dancing and just releasing all of that energy was such a great way to end the night. So those were my first two ceremonies. And then we had a break our third day where we were just doing, you know, different things with the group. We actually did a Temescal, which is like the ancient um, Aztec way of like doing a sauna basically. So it's like a hot sauna where they play music and we do chants and um, that was a beautiful ceremony. So we did that and this whole week was just filled with the most delicious plant-based food ever. Um, so that was the third day. And then the fourth day, we had our third and final ceremony. And this was different because we did it first thing in the morning. So we woke up at about 6 a.m. We met up at 6.45 and we had ayahuasca for breakfast. And this was really cool because as I mentioned, the first two ceremonies were at night. The first two ceremonies I did in Peru two and a half years ago were also both at night. And that's typically how ayahuasca is served. Um, but this third ceremony, we did it at sunrise. And we had more of a community type experience because everyone, you know, was immersed in the daytime. And this was kind of like a more joyful experience while the first two ceremonies were um, maybe filled with a little more darkness. This third one was filled with more light and it was more of like a mushroom experience all of us doing this together. And I had a couple big takeaways from that. You know, one of the things that I'm working on letting go of is the need for external validation. And uh, a couple times during this third ceremony, like I went out to nature um, because we were again in the jungle. So like I would get up and I would just see all of the trees, all of the plants in perfect synchronicity and alignment. And they were basically giving me all of the validation I needed. And I then came into a child's pose, uh, yoga pose, just in child's pose. And my forehead was on the ground. And I just, underneath me, when I opened my eyes, actually my eyes were closed, sorry. And I just saw all of the deep roots of the trees. And it was, again, them just giving me validation and support. Like, this is all I need is that connection to mother earth, to Pachamama and them 
saying and giving me approval of like, you're doing everything just right. Thank you so much for honoring us and respecting us. So I was able to shed that need for divine, sorry, shed that need for external validation. And I'm really working on that. It's something that I'm continuing to uh, play with as I continue being on this journey of growth and, and human optimization and becoming the best version of myself, whatever the hell that means and looks like. So that was a big one. And then also, uh, also that third ceremony, um, there's people starting to like orgasm, like really like feeling good and experiencing orgasmic feelings and emotions. Um, so I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I want to experience that. And something that was powerful is one of the leaders, Gracia, who's part of the plant medicine team, she came around to like bless us in the middle of the ceremony or towards the end. And she came around to me, I was standing and she, she said, abre tus manos. She said, abre tus manos, which means open your arms, open your hands. And I realized that I was closed off. I wasn't open to receiving what she was giving, the beautiful gift and blessing she was there to uh, embark on me. And again, that theme came back. Oh my goodness, I'm not open to receiving. And then a little bit later, I started to get this deep image of the divine feminine, of the grace, of the beauty, of, of just the exotic nature of the divine feminine. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to experience that. I want to receive from the divine feminine. And I realized I probably never have. I'd probably never been open to fully receiving from the divine feminine. So I opened up, I'm lying down at this point. I'm like, I'm ready. I had like, please, I'm ready to receive from the divine feminine. And a couple minutes later, the shaman basically asked all of us to sit up and we were going to sing some Icaros together and kind of conclude that part of the ceremony. And I was like, ah, oh, damn, okay. I guess I'm not ready to receive yet, but it gave me the takeaway of, Hey, this is something to work on. So again, I know I shared a lot with you just now about these different uh, moments, these different takeaways, these different downloads I had from my experiences with ayahuasca, but the most important thing to realize and remember is that the medicine's not going to fix you. The Mexican, the medicine's going to give you some divine messages. It's going to give you a lot of lessons. But what's so important and instrumental is that you do the work on integrating and implementing these practices into your life. And again, what's so beautiful about the one heart experience and family is that now we're in the integration phase as a group. So in those small groups I mentioned earlier, and as a collective, all 40 of us, we have weekly Zoom calls, we have different prompts, different exercises to really help us create more vision and clarity in our lives with these newfound perspectives and takeaways. So I've never heard of a program that does that before, like an eight week program, four weeks before, four weeks after. And that is so unique and it's so necessary to really embody 
these new ways of being and to really elevate our human experience. And it was so amazingly beautiful and powerful to watch all of these amazing leaders behind, sorry, uh, all of these leaders around me step in to their power, step into their potential, activate their throat chakra, activate their heart chakra and live from a more authentic heart space. So really unbelievable week. And, you know, I want to continue sharing with you. Um, I know a lot of you are interested in this type of thing. So again, reach out to me, shoot me a message on Instagram at coach Jeremy 305. Uh, yeah. And while you're doing that, you know, hit me up, hit me up, uh, text me. The, the number to text me is in the show notes. So shoot me a text, text me, podcast and we can have a conversation. I really want to know like what is adding value to your life. You know, this show is all about you. This isn't about me. I don't get paid to do this show. I truly do it out of passion, out of purpose and out of alignment for my mission for the world. So the biggest thing you can do to support me is number one, let me know how I can be better. Number two, leave a review for the show. Um, it helps so much. So you can do that in iTunes and hopefully you think it's worthy of five stars, but if not, just be honest. And if you want to write some words, it also gives me further clarity on how I can be better and what brings the most value to you. Again, I have so much love for you and thank you for listening uh, to my experience. Um, this past week in Mexico, it was truly extremely transformational and beautiful. And I'm excited to continue seeing the growth in myself, in those around me. And again, I got so much love for you and um, hit me up. Don't be afraid. I'm always here for you. I'm always here to talk, to conversate, to receive your feedback, positive and constructive. You know, the only way I can get better is by continuing to practice and by being open to feedback. So I can't wait to hear yours. And again, much love. You already know what time it is. It's time to tap into your highest potential. And I'm so glad that you trust me and Thrive University to help you access that highest potential. Our mission here is to give you the life lessons, the tools, to empower you to live your healthiest and happiest life. Because so often in school, we learn about things that are insignificant, that we're not passionate about. And my mission, our mission at Thrive University is to give you an education, to empower you, to unleash your full potential. And guess what? It's fucking free. You don't have to pay a penny, but, and, no buts, and, it would mean the world. Again, show love, leave a review, give me your feedback. All right, at this point, I'm just dragging this, this conclusion too far along. So I'm gonna head out. I love you so much. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Open your hearts, open your throats, activate, speak your truth. Much love, fam. Peace. Yo, podcast fam, thank you so much for listening until the end of the show. Make sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes. Leave a review. Word of mouth is my oxygen. And today's review of the week goes to Carolyn. 
Gutierrez. Carolyn says, Jeremy is so knowledgeable on all things living a better, healthier, more fulfilled life. He goes above and beyond to share his wisdom with the collective and change the world one day at a time. And thank you. Those are very kind words. I receive that fully. I appreciate you for taking the time to leave that review, Carolyn. And that helps so much. Word of mouth is my oxygen. And damn it, I need to breathe. All right, fam. Much love. Thrive University. We out. Let's get it. Peace. Peace.